This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. That's a, a good problem to have, if you will. I think talking to Vance Joseph, our DC, we're going to have different packages. You know, make sure we we give him stuff he's comfortable with. Having an, an abbreviated off season, maybe not even getting to see those guys until camp. Um, we want to make sure what wherever we put him, he can play fast, use his athleticism, and be in that attack mode that he played with at, at Clemson. And so we'll work through that. Um, but there, he'll definitely uh, be involved in multiple packages. I'm telling you what, we could have had a great segment this week called Name That Person on the Quote. Who are you telling? I mean, this has been difficult. Was that Saban? Nope. Okay, then I'm I'm out. See, I know cause, because Kuz told me, but I had no idea. I'm like, Kuz, can you play it one more time? Just like a little bit of it. Um, we want to make sure what wherever we put him, he can play fast, use his athleticism, and be in that attack mode that he played with at, at Clemson. And so we'll work through that. Um, but there, he'll definitely uh, be involved in multiple packages at Clemson. So that yeah, there's some there's some hints in some there. Some hints, too. yeah. So it's a Bengals coach, but T Higgins? No. Ah, interesting. I don't. Was it the only Clemson player taken? Oh, I'm aware of that. I don't know, man. Hey, Who Kuz, how quick can you get the next one on that list? If you think you can. So I won't reveal who it is just yet. It's not someone from Jacksonville. No, it's definitely yeah, not somebody from Jacksonville. Didn't get any guy from Clemson. So how's this ta- who are we talking about then? Well, that's what who we're trying to figure out. We're putting you on the spot. I hope this was you, the one you want. I, I think you'll know what one I want. That will helpfully give it away a little bit. We had known it was a, a deep, uh, deep uh, draft attack. Was obviously um, some no. really talented guys that we had rated high, but you know, Simmons what, what was, was a guy we had targeted yeah. early as just a unique, unique talent um, in this day and age with the tight ends we deal with in our our division. You know, the kiddos of the world running down the seam every other play. We felt like it was a guy we couldn't pass up. Just told um, you, what, yeah. Like, you know, well, the character check. I know Sean McVay. Nope. I don't nature. know, man. This is ridiculous. Hey, you're the one that thought you could figure Pete out. Pete Carroll? That's hey, not Pete hey, Carroll. Coos. I didn't Pete Coos. Carroll. The one that I'm asking oh, for has then. nothing to do with football. It's Kingsbury. Yes. Oh, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah ah! Simmons. That's why I didn't know I if you wanted that one. I thought it was more there. Well, play it now anyway, because this one would give it away, I think. Man. I haven't heard the sound, but I'm Kingsbury guessing. Kingsbury got some bass in his voice, though, huh? I had no idea that People was King. People are a bit bored these days at home. Um, they're excited about some, some live sports on TV, yes. if you will. And, yep. Um, it kind of took off a little bit. No, oh, wow. Okay. We would never have guessed it. Okay. Okay. That's okay. why I didn't play yeah. I knew that I just one. saw hey. the title of that. It said yeah. something about on his house, and that was it. So Listen. I sang Kingsbury's praises yesterday with Jason Fitz. Okay, a guy that's got a house like that, you're a winner. A guy that can just, uh, 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 just throw money away at an outdoor um, fireplace in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of whatever. I love how running a fireplace is like so expensive. <laughs> I've never ahead. had one, Brett. Tell me how expensive it is. <laughs> Obviously, you, you got about three in the backyard. So why don't you tell me how much it costs then? With that being said, though, the wood. six dollars for firewood at Publix. No, uh, that's a propane one. You can. Where's Kingsbury getting wood in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona? <laughs> that's propane all day. Can you burn cactus? Yeah. So what, what are we talking about here? It's propane. It's expensive. Get with the program. Anyways, I sang Cliff Kingsbury's praise yesterday. There's no way he has a deeper voice. Okay, he's he's put on a facade. There's no way. There's no way Cliff Kingsbury has a deeper voice than I do. I'm not buying it. Shouldn't be selling it. Yeah, that was Kingsbury, by the way. But it goes back to my original conversation of I can't believe 
all the people we've had on this week, uh, oh, yeah. Coons has played that I had no idea who they are. You could have gave me a hundred guesses, never got Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, now never. he did deduct some good things out of those two bites. Uh, yeah, you were able to get Clemson, and you were able to get NFC West. You surprised they went with Isaiah Simmons over like a receiving target? Obviously, that guy that picked. Uh Rugs or whatever in the in the first round from that Golik and Wingo mock draft should have been I, out I of his mind. I give him credit actually for going this direction. I thought they would have gone offensive line even before Rugs or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I understood even gr- kind of what Dallas did. Yeah, where you just keep going after guys and and become like the Saints or become the Bucks or become the Chiefs. But I thought offensive line made the most sense for them, given their situation, and and they could have had a, a really good offensive lineman. But I give him credit for that because. I'm not saying you don't need a good offensive line, but I wonder how much you need the way you your style of play you're playing and also with Murray's ability. Mm. Now, listen, you don't want your quarterback on the run, so don't take that the wrong way. But what they do need is some defense. They needed help on defense, and they got maybe the best athlete in the draft. I mean, they arguably, they can make the case if they want. They got the best player in the draft. Mm. Uh, you know, he might be the best player in the draft. So I give him credit for going away from the style of offense, the need of offensive line, and and taking Simmons there. Uh, Although I would say I was a little bit surprised, but I do give him credit um, for for going in that direction. And I'm really glad they did because Jacksonville would really be mad right now if (laughs) Simmons was on the board and C.J. Henderson was the pick, and I think it would have been. I think the Jags would have passed on Simmons. And we don't need more negativity in Jacksonville. Be honest. You got a fireplace your place? Yeah, you got a fireplace at your house? Yeah, but, uh, we put one outdoor? in a couple years ago. Out, outdoor? Outdoor. Propane or wood? Wood. <sighs> you can't hide it. You can't hide it, man. Can't hide money, can you, Coos? <laughs> you can't hide it. <laughs> you can't hide it. Hey, go to Home Depot and get a fire pit. You can't hide it, man. <laughs> you can't hide it. You can actually build a How fire pit you? without... <laughs> We did that in We use it quite a bit. We're not in Rhode Island, though. You realize that, right? We're in Jacksonville. I know. I love sitting out there by the fire. We we built our own fireplace in college by just digging a hole in the backyard and putting putting wood in. No, did you have a permit for that? Was that? Did you have a permit for that? A permit, a fire permit. It's part nope. of being a grown up. Of course, yep, you nope. do. Yeah, he's in college, man. Oh, I mean, he's still a grown up. I don't know. You're in college. You're an adult. I got you. Yeah, oh, we're nice. old enough to to make a fire place, yeah. but not old enough to know we needed that. <laughs> All right. Hey, here's what I'm asking right now on social media: Will they play college football hmm. in the fall? Answer. You're asking me? I thought you were asking social media. I'm asking you. Uh, will they play college football in the fall? Um, I think we will see some resemblance of whether it's a full season, a half season, just a conference play. But, yes, we will see college football in the fall. Brent, what, what say you? I really think we will, too. I, I think I've been on board and I haven't wavered. This is just my genuine thought on the whole process is – and actually the, the timetable may even be moved up from where my thinking was. I, I go to July 4th in that week and kind of say, okay, we're going to be back to somewhat of normalcy. Now, will we stop again in the fall at some point? I don't know. I mean, uh, the doctors have claimed that maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would believe by then science will have progressed, hopefully, to the point where we, you know, have at least control of, of the coronavirus. I'm, again, I, I'm, that's the sunny side of things. So I understand you have to take all into account, and I'm not making the decision for the entire college football world, NFL, or anybody else. But I I continue to believe May and June are, are not normal. 
for our world society sports in general. I'd be surprised if there's any sign of normalcy before the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. I do sense that after that, there will be. Now, that could even slide a bit, you know, because people aren't on, are, com are not comfortable um, or different states have different opinions on it, you know, and some are a little uh, later to make those kind of decisions because you need uh, some uniform results to, to make some of these things happen. I still have, I would say, even if, uh, could you see a small delay here or there? Maybe. But I, in my mind, I feel like we're playing football by, at the very latest, early October mm -hmm. um, in terms of real games. Could I see, listen, the NFL season schedule started September 10th, which really, that's usually a Thursday night. So that means you're talking about what, 11, 12, 13th, the 13th. So really that. If you push it back two weeks, you're talking early October. Could I see a two-week slide uh, with the NFL? Could I see more like a month slide with college football because of getting back to classes and campuses? And then the uh, what most college coaches are now saying, you need a good six to eight weeks to be able to get people in, get in work shape. them out, yeah, get them in yeah. shape, and then throw the pads on and mm -hmm. all those things. So even with a six-week timetable, well, now you might, you might get in there in, what, mid-August? Yeah. And and be able to start playing football games in early October and everything slides. So I would say, yes, we're playing. I actually believe right now things are going to remain on schedule. But I would say I wouldn't bet the house on that. And I like to bet a lot of houses. Um, is, I, is that what the fireplace included? Yeah. Okay. I bet just the fireplace <laughs> that we see football <laughs> in the fall. Okay. Uh, but I, I think it is a very sensible option to slide the season to some degree. I, that is that that makes sense. Now, it doesn't mean we lose games, in my opinion, just yet. Mm -hmm. But I think a slide of two or three weeks, even four weeks, makes some sense. It is doable uh, in the NFL. Every other sport has had to adjust. Yeah. Football might have to adjust in that sense, and it's, again, it's doable. If you had to move the Super Bowl back a couple weeks, you know, take a bye week away, you have to lose some of the bowl games or whatever might take place uh, in college football. Those things make well, sense to me. And do you just get the feeling, too, because it is the NCAA, right? And that being said, they're going to find a way to make this work, Brent, okay? Because there's a lot of money on the line, number one. And number two, like I said, it's the NCAA. <laughs> and while, you know, baseball um, didn't get their season, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, you guys can come back if you want. Sorry, softball. See you later. It's still a call. But sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> have fun with that. And then even like, you know, with volleyball, it's like, oh, you got to start the season. But college football? But the Big Ten Network? But the SEC Network? But the ACC Network? Which all goes through college football? We're going to cancel college football? There's no way, man. The, the NCAA, one way or another, will make sure that there is college football this season. I'm not going to put a house on it, but um, I will put. I'm going to put. I'll, I'll put my car on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's college. Well, you put a, you put a house on it again. I can put a car on it. I put my fireplace on it. Well, you put you put you only have two houses. So don't don't look at me like wow. I can't believe you did that. I have many. Yeah. <laughs> You can't hide it. You, can, you can't hide it, can you? Yeah, I mean, I, I put my car on it. Not really, but I put my car on it. It's got 200,000 miles, so good luck with that. But I put my car on it to say that there's college football this season. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting that you say NCAA. See, I feel a little bit different. Mm. I feel like, well, now, listen, the NCAA is, you're, you're not wrong. It's NCAA. Yeah, but I feel like it's college football. 
I feel like it's commissioners. I feel like it's ADs. I feel like it's seven or eight million dollar coaches who have a ton of power on college campuses mm. in the Power Five. I think it's them that will force this even more so than the NCAA. Now, amongst the NCAA's issues is getting back to class for students. I mean, that is a part of it, you know, no doubt. So that does bring in the NCAA. That brings in governing bodies. That actually brings in education and the student athlete aspect, believe it or not. Yeah, but yeah. the big business of this is, is without question. To your point, they will play the 2020 season. They might play it in early 2021, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is not far fetched for this spring thought to happen. I mean, how wild would that be? If the spring season happens instead, it's not gonna happen. You don't think it would happen that way? No, think about it. Because then the draft's coming up, man. So you're gonna have guys risk injury for that season when they have a chance to go to the draft. Do you think Trevor Lawrence is gonna do that? You think Trevor Lawrence is gonna shoot up in the spring, knowing he's gonna be the first pick of the draft? Well, it's a it's a good call, and it's a lot like what we talked about um, yesterday. That supplemental draft could be something now. Mm. You know, be, if if a ruling like that were to take place, that, yeah. that supplemental draft would then be flooded with people, I believe, I, I think. Yeah. So you're not necessarily wrong. Listen, we all have to make adjustments with the NFL hook up with the NCAA and make an adjustment to their calendar in terms of moving the draft back a month. Why can't you, why couldn't you do that? Okay. See, if, if you're going to lose. Listen, if. If you're not playing college football until the spring, again, I'm not saying this is the most likely. I'm just saying if it were to happen that way, well, there's a lot of other things that transpired. That means the NFL season probably did slide to some degree. Mm-hmm. If they're not playing the Super Bowl now until February 28th, well, you know what week the combine usually is? February 28th. Sure. Well, that means the combine slides. That means pro days slide. That means the draft might slide anyway until the summer. It could. Uh, what I've thought all along in this whether it's the NBA getting back to the playoffs and when that happens or potentially the NFL or college football, I don't think this is going to be a one-season ramification of the coronavirus. I think you're going to look into that crystal ball of 2021, and things are going to be impacted there too. And so if they were to play a deeper season into the early part of 21, whether it's a whole spring season or not in college football, I think some of those spring practices, some of those kind of things, they either get canceled or slide back. So you see what I'm saying? It actually impacts the 2021 calendar as well. That's what we're looking at here in, in general. If the NFL does have to slide back to mid-October, which is is a theory out there that could happen, Mm -hmm. and I think is a decent theory that that could happen, then they would have to slide their entire off-season calendar uh, from free agency to combines to pro days to draft as well. So everything's going to slide. This is going to become, again, if we're not on schedule, if they have to do anything like this, this could become more of an 18- to 24-month thing. Uh, not not to say that you're out for that long. Sports is paused for that long. But the domino effect of what transpired for a couple of months, a few months, maybe up to four, five, six months, really will last a solid 24 months. I see what you're saying there. And what you're getting at is if the NCAA decides or whoever decides that the season's going to start in the spring, well, then one would assume that everything else revolves around that. But I'm just saying if you do have this season in the spring – 
okay, and you're asking guys to show up in the spring and then get drafted a couple months later, I'm telling you it's not going to happen because we have guys right now who forego their last college football games of their careers and bowl games just because, you know, they don't want to get hurt, number one. Number two, they want to save their draft stock, okay? Like, and people know what I'm talking about to play college football. You, 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 the last game of your career, it's an important game, man. I can still go back to Tennessee Tech, my last game, and I can give you play-by-play of how it went down. It, it, it's an important moment for a football player. Some guys choose to forego that in, in, you know, in search of the NFL draft. So what's to say that guys like Trevor Lawrence, these big-name players, these players that people you know, show up to watch, are just going to say, you know what, why, why, why would I play? If, if I'm already going to go in the first round or you know, maybe the second round, whatever it is, why would I risk injury if, we, if we're getting drafted a couple months later? I, I just I can't see that happening, especially with, with the landscape now of how college football is. Well, to your point, I, I think you're, you're right on that, that if I was advising a Trevor Lawrence, I'd say don't play. Yep. You know, I'd say don't play. But let's be honest. How many guys really fit in that mold? You know, Chase Young would have fit in that mold this year. How many guys Tua out would have pro- fit in that mold this uh, year? How, how many guys sit out of ga- uh, uh, like you know bowl games, Brent? Very few, really. Really? In the grand scheme I mean, of things, I remember when Michigan played Florida a couple years ago. Michigan sat like six or seven guys, and those guys went fifth, sixth. Some of those guys didn't get drafted. Some of those guys. You're talking. I get it. You're talking about. I'm not saying there wouldn't be more of them. Yeah. But there's. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands, really, of football players in college football, and you're talking about 20 guys, maybe. You know, I'm but, talking about the guys that are difference makers on their teams. Well, so talking, Trevor Lawrence would that would really impact, obviously, the Clemson Tigers if you were course. to do it alone. I, I just I wonder how many guys think their draft stock goes down by playing. Injury is one thing. Mm-hmm. How many guys' draft stock actually goes down? How many people lost draft stock in 2019? Listen, you, it's, it, you might not be wrong. I mean, look at the Jags' second-round pick. LaVisca Chenault, in their opinion, was the best receiver going into the 2019 season. He Correct. slipped to the second round due to some injuries and underperforming. And so you bring up a decent point. At Tua would not have had the hip injury if he would have sat out. So I, I, you're probably not wrong with definitely an increase, and that could make that supplemental draft very interesting. But it just depends on how they do it. If mm-hmm. they start it in November, I think you're less likely to see it. Yeah. If they started it in January, you may be more likely to see it because mm-hmm. because guys have already, even online, could have graduated. <laughs> you know, sure. And they're like, I'm out. See ya. I'm done. I'm not doing this. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a complex issue. Uh, it's fascinating. I think there are some we have some thoughts here. Eduardo says if they if not, they have to play it in the spring because there are more problems with no college football than with a pushed back college football. And as we're presenting to you, there's a lot of problems with a pushed back football uh, as well, which also doesn't impact just football. It impacts Maybe the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent says campuses are starting to announce they plan to be open for class in the fall. If no students, no way they can play a sport in the fall. We should see some sort of season. If football cancels, schools will lose uh, other programs. Now, that's another trickle down, right? Uh, we've already seen it. Uh, what was it? Uh, Cincinnati, who announced men's soccer was being canceled. Well, that gave them reason to do it. There will be more sports like that to say, see you later. Non-revenue sports, see you later. Yeah. We're out on that. Uh and Trent is right. I think I saw saw several schools say, hey, we plan to be open in the fall, plan to have – there's like Stanford's uh, AD in this article says, hey, we, we plan to have people on campus in the fall. 
Mm-hmm. But we won't announce it until June or whatever else. So, yes, plan is the word, though. That's different than we will. And uh, will people be uh, afraid to pull the trigger? And and again, I think what's important to remind folks here is to a degree, you need uniformity across the country, across states, across conferences, across schools. Who's going to be the, the black sheep, maybe the outlier that says we ain't doing it? And do, do then conferences like the SEC say, hey, if all 14 aren't in. We ain't here for it. We got to make sure all 14 are in. So, yeah, I hear you. You know, how, how loyal will they be to that mm-hmm. and respectful to that? A lot of things get brought up. But again, I think to go back and circle around, we are talking about the reopening of sports now. It, it's not even May. I mean, we're talking about it. I think we're at least a little bit ahead of schedule in my own mind of where I thought that would be. Now, that's Georgia this week, state of Florida coming up, mm-hmm. other states around the country. But you have to be sensitive to the folks in the places that have been way harder hit than even where we are. Uh, New York takes the cake. You know, New York is the epicenter. Where will they fit in terms of opening back up the comfortability to do so? And I think it's worth noting we've brought this up before. We're talking about a couple of states that are getting ready to open back up. That usually would fit in the the conservative kind of Republican side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. A place like New York, where it's been the epicenter, does not. Yeah. It's a highly democratic state. Uh, do politics get involved in some of this? California, the same way, where so many schools exist. I still think there's an element of that, uh, whether we want to admit it or not, uh, that that could get in the way of it. But I think we're actually pacing ahead of where I thought we'd be here as we we start to enter May, and. Again, I think we're going to play on time. I, I think that spring stuff is is a theory, but I don't think it will be a reality. I don't think it will be needed to be a reality. I think I've got faith in the scientists uh, and and that we're back to uh, that we find something to be able to get back to normalcy by really what I would consider the middle of summer. Yeah, you know, and listen, I'm just very adamant in saying if there is no college football. Then the universities take a hit. Now, could there be some kind of bailout? Well, because you see all these companies getting bailouts. I don't know if the government would compile something together with that. I'm not political, so I don't really, how, really know how that works. But I agree with you, man. I think that in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, we, we live in Jacksonville, and you know we're in the southeast, and we kind of have a feeling of how it's going. Obviously, in New York, it's a completely different picture, right? So the entire country, for lack of a better word, has to be on the same page before you opening up these schools, number one, and opening up college football. Because you can't have, you know, the Southeast Conference playing games and all of a sudden you go to the ACC up north like Syracuse and, you know, they're still struggling. So I think everyone's got to be on the same page, obviously. Um, we still are a ways away. So there is a positive in that. There's a silver lining. But I, I, I'm with you on that. Where if you open this thing back up and if you do college football, then you have to have both feet in the foxhole, okay? I don't want one foot on one side, one foot on the other side. It's like, well, we'll see what happens and we'll cut. No, I mean, you have to be completely committed and you have to accept the actions that stem from it, okay? And you have to accept the consequences if they should pop up. So I think the NCAA, I think the, um, you know, the ADs or the, the whoever is in charge of this, these decisions, they have to understand that number one, you have to be on the same page and number two, Except the consequences if they happen. Yeah. One last part of this, by the way. I I do believe this can happen. Professional sports is more likely 
to get by and happen with limited fans or no fans. Even though I've kind of been of the thought process all whole time, we're either all in or we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's where my thinking has been. Although there's less and less evidence of that. There's more and more talk like the NBA, the Major League Baseball. They could do this without fans to begin. College sports, no. College football, it, it it's been pretty clear, at least if you read up on it, that college sports, co- the fans attending college sports, a vital part of it. I mean, one of the big motivations for college football to be played is the dollars. No, I hear And the you. dollars when it comes to tickets and, and people in the stands is an important part of that. So but it, that's, but a, all, that's the caveat here. I hear you, but it's also an important part from terms of like the networks, right? Because, Absolutely. I mean, listen, they, they make a pretty, I'm sure they, I don't know the numbers, but they make a pretty good amount of bank from the SEC network. No doubt. From the SEC network, right? Like the NFL, I don't see the AFC South network. Okay. I don't see the AFC North network. So, with that being said, yes, obviously college football, it's about the tailgating. It's about the experience. It's about those fans and everything. You know, what What, what a better way to spend a Saturday. I get what you're saying there. But I think that if there isn't fans, they're going to find a way to survive because, once again, those fans that grew up with tradition, grew up dream for their teams, well, now they're going to go on to the, the networks and they're going to watch the game there. So I think even though the stands could be empty, I still think college football could flourish from it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. No doubt there's more TV money involved in the professional sports, even though you're right about SEC Network and other things, than there are college uh, in terms of the dollars. There's just more money. So you give yourself a little bit more leeway uh, in terms of fan uh, support and, and fan attendance. Uh, in that regard. Uh, reminder, too, while we're on this topic, uh, schedule comes out next week. We look like uh, next Thursday in the NFL, and we talked a lot about it yesterday. How will that affect the international series? Uh, what's going to happen with the NFL? Will they have contingency plans? Uh, a PR guy for the NFL on social media said today, we are planning on schedule coming out next week. Camps opening up when they're supposed to open up, and September 10th being the season opener. Uh, in the NFL. So that is the plan as of now in the NFL. When we come back, a thought or two on Telvin Smith. And this ran through my mind today. Tom Coughlin's gone. Mm-hmm. Could Colin Kaepernick to Jacksonville be on the table at all again in the future? Mm. Next on ESPN 690. Bob Myers and I got on a Zoom with um, our players, our whole whole roster last week. <clears throat> Just a chance to check in, but it was also a chance for Bob to update the players on uh, his contact with the league and, and the latest news. But it also kind of felt like our annual team exit meeting. Yeah. And um, our coaching staff and I have been undergoing um, – staff evaluations, uh, off-season plans. So we, we are absolutely in, in off-season mode. Brent, who is it? Steve Kerr. All right. I got that one. I actually knew that one, too, because I remember reading that article about how oh, he, he kind of thinks the season's done. Cause, well, but of course, you pray for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it's really a smart way to go about it, right? I mean, yeah. it, it was interesting context. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not making the playoffs. You know you're not making the playoffs. We don't care if we come back and play. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I mean, yeah, yeah, the owner might lose eight dates or something at home, but I'm not sure how many people are going anyway. Sure. They already paid for their season tickets. Yeah. So it's probably better to get on with the future anyway. I mean, this was a, a rest year for the, well, <laughs> for the Warriors anyway. Do you anyway. think if there is still a regular season in the NBA, I mean, do you picture like Steph Curry coming back to play? 
Like, do you think Clay Thompson's going to come back from his injury and play? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think no. they're just going to rest him and call it, it a day. That you know? would be fruitless, right? Exactly. Well, Curry was back. Curry was back, yeah. But so, I mean, do you let Curry keep on playing? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I would definitely not do so with Clay Thompson. No, no, no. He's got nothing but, to prove. So, um, interesting question. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the one I would bring up is like specifically Kevin Durant. You know, if he is good to go. The Nets are in the playoffs. But was he scheduled to come back this year, though? I thought no. He was the, yeah. no, he wasn't. But yeah. if it's pushed no. back this much, you could make an actual run at it, potentially. It's a great call. I haven't yeah. seen anything on that. Oh, because he, he said he's on? not playing. Like, he said he's not playing, but, like, that, I mean, but, was a thing people were thinking about. But, I mean, if they didn't play until July, he, he still said he wouldn't play? He didn't, in theory, be good to go, but he said he's not going to until the next season. Smart. Hmm. I, I haven't looked into that. I wonder if there's something contractually about that or, or because they've already put him on a list or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it is fascinating. Real quick, uh, just to finish up what we're talking about, the reopening of sports. Mm-hmm. Run down the list. You say yes or no in terms of playing in the – where are we at? May, June, July. Let's say normal by August. Okay. Uh, normal by – yeah, by August, yeah. because that would fit football. Okay. Okay. So, you do you think college football? Normal by August. Yeah. Yes. NFL. Um, not normal, but there will be there will be some like training camp changes, but that's about it. Maybe back a little bit. Yeah, but back a little but bit. But they're starting to get back in. Yeah. I mean, I would think if college football, you probably feel like it would be similar with the NFL. Yeah, for the most part. Um, you actually got less of a chance of college football because of the student aspect of it. Yeah. Once again, it's a, it's NCAA, NCAA so. NBA playoffs by August or I mean, are they happening or are they just can't, done? Um, I think they're done. You do? Yeah. Um, yeah. golf. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're they're expected yes. to be back in mid, but of course, and just to appease you, but of course, MMA. Oh, it's happening next week in Jacksonville. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for asking in I, Jacksonville, Florida, nonetheless. I just feel like we have to say MMA after uh, yeah. golf. And, and you know what? And Matt feels right because he should. Uh, so right. thank you for doing that. Since you poo-poo golf, even I, though they might be the first one you back better to believe sport. it. Oh, they're so brave, Brent. So so <laughs> brave to bring back golf. Wow, the the Rosa Parks of professional sports. What what just what pride they have to come back and lead the you know the, the next generation of prof- like professional stuff getting started back. Up, friend. It's golf. Okay, I'm not impressed by you guys, you people. Not impressed. <laughs> a lot going on in that last statement. Yeah, and no. I'm not touching it. Major League Baseball. <laughs> hey, 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 Rosa Parks, didn't I? I put you to sleep. Okay. Major League Baseball. It'll be obviously not what we're accustomed to seeing. I think, but yes, baseball will be back. All right. I didn't say hockey, but uh, is hockey going? Listen, hockey would fit in the NBA umbrella, don't you think? Uh, but they yeah. have a lot more international players. Yeah, I mean, I don't think hockey's going to happen. But, man, unless Drake drops another album, the whole country of Canada needs something, man, because they're struggling, Brent. Think about it. I mean, like, for us, it's football, right? Where people are going to spaz out if we don't have football this year, right? People are going to be rioting in the streets if there's no football. What will the fantasy football owners do? Imagine what's happening in Canada right now, man. Canada's life up there. I mean, hockey's life up no there No playoff hockey. No playoff hockey, man. Oh, and there's some Canadian teams, too, that are actually doing pretty well. That we're going to make a playoff run. Man, can't imagine. Drake, drop those albums. Drake's from Canada. I got it. Okay. Well, I, don't, I know that part. Yeah, <laughs> I see. He goes to Raptors games. I see. Yeah, yeah, he does. Don't remind me. That, that Bucks playoff division. Oh, yeah. So, 
I want to reiterate what I said at the start of the show. We're getting a lot of Telvin Smith questions. And this was really bizarre for me today. Okay. Periodically, we check up on the Telvin Smith situation. Mm-hmm. The last we knew about it was, was last fall. There was police activity outside his home. JSO and everybody else, very quiet on it. Every time we would ask from a news organizational standpoint, whether it's 104.5 WOKV, CBS 47, Fox 30, uh, we're asking as well on the sports side, what's going on with Telvin Smith? We know he basically retired and got away from football. But personally, what's going on? Why was there police presence uh, that day outside his home? And he had not been taken into custody or, or at least uh, charged with anything, any of those those types of things. Well, every time it's still an ongoing investigation, still an ongoing investigation. Well, this pandemic hits, and I was just thinking, because the Jaguars issued new numbers, and one of the draft picks, and now I can't even remember who, did you see who took number 50? I didn't. Oh, it was Quarterman. Okay. Shaq Quarterman. Sure. Got number 50. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive about that. Uh, and I was like, wow, they're, that's Telvin's number. It, it was Telvin's number. I know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, if you had hope of Telvin coming back, if you wondered about his situation, yeah. um, like, well, he's not coming back. The Jags have no plans for him to come back. The Jags have moved on from Telvin Smith. As it's not should. like, hey, come back in. All right, that's yeah. a sure sign of it. They gave his number away. Yeah, it, there's other numbers you could you could give. No, I mean it's it's very telling. Listen, I think the writing was on the wall last year. Okay, like when he said that he was taking some time off, and the whole thing happens where the FBI comes to his house. Like, listen, that, there's a lot of stuff going on, in Telvin Smith. And one would think that his mind right now is not coming back to the Jacksonville Jaguars and playing football again. So if you're the organization, yeah, absolutely, give his number away. I mean, it is what it is. So I saw that last night, and it got think I was like, I wonder if we've heard anything now. Everybody's talking about coronavirus and the pandemic, and, and rightfully so. So I asked our news folks this morning. I emailed our, our, our desk, and I said, hey, anything new on the Telvin front? Mm-hmm. And they said, no, I'll check on it with JSO today, but we haven't heard anything as of late. Two hours later, I got a phone call that the SWAT team was outside Telvin Smith's house. Brent's a snitch. <laughs> I'm just telling Brent's you that's snitch. how it went hey, down. Hey, I'm going to get a little farther away from you because <laughs> I'm not going to be associated with this. Okay? This was you. I didn't ask what Telvin Smith's doing. I didn't ask what happened with the Telvin Smith thing. I've just been sitting here, want to talk about the Jaguars draft picks, and that's it. This is on you, Brent Morneau. I didn't think crazy. of it that way, but yeah. it's starting to kind of unravel oh, that way. Hey, and you know what happens to snitches? You get stitches. Or you know what happens? You end up in ditches. I'm not going to be associated with that, Brent. So anyway, there's police presence yeah. at Telvin Smith's residence again. And I talked to somebody who said, yes, there was. And I really don't have a lot more information. Now, there are more things floating around social media. Does this stem, I would assume, from that initial visit? And maybe the investigation is now taken a turn and mm-hmm. could that include one somebody told me this and again i'm not really that familiar with how this works but they said if somebody has been asked to turn themselves in and does not sometimes they will send swat team and police presence out to that person just in case as a precaution mm-hmm. and so that could have gone on here i don't know if that's the case here but that could have gone on here so that's what somebody did tell me today that that sometimes happens so does that mean uh, if you run with that theory, was Telvin Smith supposed to turn himself in on, on whatever charge could be pending? We don't know the story, but 
it looks like Telvin Smith could be in the news again. And I know our news folks are working on it and we're working on it. And I, I will tell you this, unless they know and don't want to say so, every time I mention this to people in the Jags building like that last time, yeah. they did not know that police presence was at his home. Do this you, time around, I, I said it again. I said, hey, we're getting a tip that yeah, people might be do there. Do you buy that though, Brent? I mean, listen. If the FBI shows up to your house and puts you in handcuffs, that's a big deal. It is, no, well, I'm not saying they didn't know it by then. I'm just saying no, I'm, by the time yeah. I've contacted them, they didn't know at the time. So yeah. I, they're like, oh, really? Now, could they know? There's a lot of stuff Jags internally know. But yeah. now in this cl- current climate, not everybody's in the building talking in, to one another. And I also think this time around, I think they've washed their hands of Telvin Smith in terms of the football player. So they don't really have that keen of an interest in – well, what's going on? Is he okay? What's he doing today? Now, a guy on your roster, you're going to want to know that stuff. Usually you get the phone call down to the building. Yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, Security and, and others, are they know right away. I just don't – I don't think there's any reason for them to be up to date on the Telvin Smith situation. That's what makes this kind of unique from our angle. Mm-hmm. Like he's not really a part of the Jags anymore. Like the Jags, I don't believe, have that much inside information on what's going on with Telvin Smith at least from kind of the the back and forth I've had with them over the last few months when it comes to Telvin Smith, it's almost like they're asking as many questions as I'm asking them. Yeah. You know? So we're all kind of wondering what's going on with Telvin Smith. And uh, the latest part of that saga could be transpiring even as we speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will tell you, check out CBS 47 and Fox 30 starting at 5 o'clock and see if there's any updates. I'm actually doing the same. I'm trying to get to see if there's more updates, but we've obviously been doing the show the last couple of hours. I just feel like this is heading toward a a sad, sad story for Telvin Smith. And I did say to somebody today, I just can't believe money's not everything, but the man left $10 million on the table last year to get away from football, to walk away from football. bringing up money like it's a big thing, Brent, to some people. I I get it, man, but it's – Listen, it just – well, no, it's not always a big thing in that sense. Okay, yeah. he's made plenty of money actually in the NFL to, if hopefully he did the right things with it to be okay. But I say it like this: in the Justin Blackman kind of context, Justin Blackman left. I think it was right around that same amount of money, ten million dollars on the table. It shows you the the length of whatever's going on. Because normal people, people that are functioning in a normal way, that like what we would think about, and every, they don't leave that kind of money well, on the it, table. Let's put it like this. If you got paid $13 million to stop partying, would you stop partying? Probably, right? It's $13 million. Yeah. Well, Justin Blackman didn't do that. He didn't do okay? it. Okay? And I see what you're saying. You know, and, and, and if anything, this kind of shows just, you know, what he's going through and how serious this is to leave that much money on the table. I just come from the field, though, man, of whether it's Yannick Ngakwe, will, will he play this year at franchise tag, whether it's Telvin Smith last year walking away from money. Yeah, I get it. 99% of uh, of society would be crazy to give up that much you know, that much money. I mean, people would you know, change their whole life around for $100,000, $100, let alone 13 million. But I'm just saying not everyone grows up the same, okay? And, like, I'm not sure how Yannick Ngakwe grew up. I'm not sure how Telvin Smith grew up. But I guarantee it's probably a lot different than I grew up, a lot different than you grew up. So it's just it's hard for me to sit here and judge, well, I can't believe he walked from away from this much money. 
Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it, but guess what? I didn't grow up like Telvin Smith. I don't have the same values. I don't have the same things instilled in me as a child as Telvin Smith did, as Yannick Ngakwe did. So I'm never going to fault anybody for walking away from money or for going after money. I want to see guys get paid. I want to see guys be successful off the field. I want to see guys have lives for themselves farther past the lines of football. But if they don't agree with it and if they don't want to get paid, then that's on them, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. That's, uh, in your words, hunky-dory. It's just that if you add oh. up everything going on in this situation, okay, because we knew Telvin to a degree. To a degree, I say, I don't know what's going on with Telvin. I, again, I, I, I am not comfortable telling you what I know about Telvin Smith in terms of this situation over the last 15 months because, to me, there's just not enough. It's I'm I'm not going to do that. You can read all the stuff on social media, believe what you want to read. I'm just not comfortable doing it until I get more confirmation on exactly what went down. He has been very quiet. This is what else makes the situation unusual. He has been so quiet. Now, he took the social media on occasion mm -hmm. and would say something here or there. But I also believe the start of this last year, last spring when he said I'm not playing football, had multiple facets to it. It wasn't like this one reason why and so i've heard a bunch of different things i do think it was a compilation of things it was a series of events feelings all those things and now i don't know we've heard the rumors about this latest situation yeah but we don't really know exactly what they're investigating or were investigating and why today they're back at his place once again uh and until we find that out i'm i'm not comfortable just speculating about it but what i am curious about and this is why I bring up the money, man, is this is a guy when we saw him, I'll go back, uh, let's see, a year, let's just say early stages of 2018 <clears throat> of that football season. Mm -hmm. The guy loved to play football, absolutely loved the game of football. To get from that stage somewhere maybe 18 months ago. To this stage where you're probably never playing football again, yeah. and now you've got stuff going on with police presence at your house twice in a six-month month period to give up the ability to earn $10 million playing a game that we all thought you loved, that to me is a dynamic that, that can't escape me. Like That's like, man, what the heck is going on to get from point A to now point B some 18 months later in Telvin Smith's listen, life. And I just, we just don't have any answers since he's been so quiet on that No, front. I just, I mean, listen, I don't have the answers at all. What I think happened, because listen, I talked to Telvin Smith at Puzz's retirement ceremony. My first time really ever dealing with Telvin Smith and talking to him. And his personality, his passion for the game of football was contagious. I, I want to put my papers back in and say, I don't, I, I don't want to be retired anymore. I want to play for Telvin Smith, man, because the guy like loves the game of football. And I left that retirement ceremony thinking, man, the Jaguars got a good one in Telvin Smith going forward. Like, he's going to be there for a while because that guy loves the game of football. Now, whatever happened between the time I was at Puzz's retirement ceremony and the time that Telvin Smith chose to walk away from football, I'm not sure what happened there. Okay? One would think, at least I think, that for whatever reason, whether it was a Tom Coughlin thing, a front office thing, a locker room thing, whatever it was, the game stopped being fun for him. Okay, the game stopped being fun for him, and when it stops being fun, it's a rude awakening because all of a sudden money's not important anymore. It's the game that you played since you were five, six years old. All of a sudden, it's like, well, this is a business now, and there's a bunch of BS I don't want to deal with. I don't want to be here anymore. Let's assume that happened. Okay, so you walked away from the game because it wasn't fun anymore because of the culture that was ingrained. 
Well, now you have time on your hands, right? And when you have time on your hands, sometimes you can do things that you probably shouldn't be doing. And maybe that's what happened with Talvin Smith. Once again, I don't know, just speculating. But what I think happened is Talvin Smith walked away from the game of football because it wasn't fun anymore. He had a lot of time on his hands. He got in trouble, and it started to be a downward spiral from there. It is a mystery, though, of the last 18 months, as you just said. It is a, a, a wild mystery of what's happened with Telvin Smith, I mean, quite frankly. So here we go. I can give you a few more details, uh, just doing some homework on it. Uh, 4.54 on a Wednesday, uh, and this is what we know. Uh, neighbors uh, in Queens Harbor, where he has a residence, say police took him in. He's not booked in jail yet. Uh, which sometimes takes a little bit, but the police did take him, uh, not FBI or DEA uh, okay. related, uh, and most likely JSO is what that means. But just for the, but there's a SWAT team though, though, right? I mean, let's say that too, right? There, there was, was SWAT team presence earlier okay. is what tipped us off on the story to begin okay. with this afternoon. Okay. Uh, and and again, I, I just I'm baffled by this happening today because of I just told you earlier in this segment. <laughs> is we were asking about Telvin this morning. Um, and then all of a sudden, hours later, he has SWAT team and police presence outside his house. And again, the latest details uh, that we can share with you, uh, police say Telvin Smith has been taken into custody by the police. Um, he has not been booked in jail yet, at least not on any logs. So we'll see what happens. That's usually when you can get a, a little bit more detail about why mm-hmm. uh, that hasn't happened. Uh, not FBI or DEA that took him in, uh, which appears to be JSO. So uh, we will hopefully bring you more information as we get it. And again, I invite you to follow along on CBS 47 and Fox 30 uh, for more on that. I was going to get to a thought I had, a very random thought about uh, Colin Kaepernick. I might do so here. Uh, I'm going to do so before the end of the show. Just uh, we got to run to a break. And right after the break, I do want to play for you my chat today uh, with Colin Johnson. So let's brighten things up a little bit uh, and talk about the future of a six foot six wide receiver from Texas. This guy's a cool, cool guy um, out in California. Great story, man. And He's doing big things. He could be a fun part of the offense. What Jay Gruden does with Colin Johnson could be interesting. My conversation coming up on the other side of this. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We'll continue to keep you updated on the Telvin Smith situation. I do have a thought, a random one at that, also on Colin Kaepernick before the show ends. Uh, So hang with us on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.